What's going on, Geeks? You're listening to episode 174 of the Geeks on Grace podcast. My name's Cody Armour. I'm here with Shelly Walter. Hello. And LJ Lowry. I'm back again. Yeah. Today we're geeking out about Final Fantasy VII, the oversaturation of Star Wars, and HBO television. But first, special shout out to our Patreons at patreon.com slash Grace. Specifically, Brian Struther, Jordan Garner, Casey Cobble, Jason Wilkerson, Sam Watson, David Corey, Unchained Spirit, Hannah Bacon, The Mouse Potatoes, Dan Alo, Trey Braband, and Peter Tallow. We love you guys so much, as well as everyone who gives to the Patreon. Uh, these people, they get a special shout-out because they paid for it. Yeah. Let's, before we get, we usually do gaming first, but before we do that, me and LJ, we don't have a YouTube section of the podcast usually, but we watch Raising Kratos. Yeah, this which, fits right in with gaming, though, so it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. If you're not aware, there was a trailer that came out. Was that like two weeks ago? Uh, It was... No, 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 no. It was like... A month ago? I think it was like right before April. Okay. And then... um, I think it was... The way it was is that... Because God of War came out on April 20th originally, and so I think the documentary came out like the same day. Uh, Uh, This year, though. Got it. So the trailer came out like... At the beginning of April. On like an then... anniversary day. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, so there was a two-hour documentary made on the making of God of War, the new one. Did not feel like it was two hours. Uh, gave me goosebumps. The trailer gave me goosebumps. It got kind of yeah. emotional. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of had that same thing watching this documentary. LJ, what did you think of it? I thought it was great. Um it really shines a light on the industry and um, they don't go too deep into like the crunch period uh, because I mean, they talk about it um, eventually, but they also had kind of a blessing in disguise because uh, they ended up getting like an extra month almost. And so they, you know, they did talk about that crunch period and how their families dealt, you know, dealt with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just brings so much to light and, uh, they don't focus too much on the negative. They do touch on it and they do talk about how stressful it is, but also the fact that they're very much like a family. And at the end of the day, it's a beautiful thing they all made together. And so I really yeah. love that. I had no idea how much doubt they had before the announcement. Yeah, dude, because, uh, God of War, there was a stigma because, uh, they came out with, not only three games, but they had two spinoffs on PSP. And then God of War Ascension was where it got stale. It, it was that weird fourth entry that had like mm-hmm. multiplayer in it. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people were saying like God of War just needs to be done. Uh, you know, this like where, you know, people were over it. Uh, people yeah. were over a uh, raging, you know, Kratos. They, you know, they, they just one dimensional. Yeah. I, I yeah. never played any of the God of War games, but that was definitely my impression of the fans. Yeah. Before this new God of War came out, I like, oh, well, these games are the same. They're not that fun, and blah, yeah. blah, blah. They're just, yeah. And then they released this, and it's a masterpiece. Like, They've always been kind of a bumps. power fantasy button masher. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's a lot of quick time events and stuff, and you're just doing yeah. these crazy big things, but that yeah. was kind of it in the past. Yeah. 
what what gave me goosebumps was uh, when they talked about the experience at, at E3. Yeah, I like welled up, and I I don't know what it is that gave me so much emotion to like actually well up like that but i i don't think i cried i I don't think i cried yeah yeah. but i was about to i was so like excited for we watched that live together yes and so to see Mm. at that point we were excited but to know that our excitement as well as you know the thousands of people that were there yeah uh, was such an impact on them yeah it's so crazy to see and it blows my mind that like how many of these E3 showings that they're actually playing the game as you know, this, as it's happening, I could not do that. Like that, that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> I, if, if you have played God of war, I would definitely suggest you check it out. The new one. Yes. It is a little spoilery. I, they don't show anything that's like incredibly spoilery uh, as far as story details go, but they're literally uh... showing end scenes. There is one particular scene that is very spoilerly. Okay. If you if if you have played, maybe not if you're if you're unfamiliar with the previous games, it's not a spoiler. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I definitely suggest you would play the game and then... yeah, play the game. I I mean, I reviewed it and uh, it's kind of like you know what we were talking about how it used to be this button mashy thing. Uh, and I. It wasn't my game of the year because Celeste came out that year, and that was my game of the year. Um, I had issues with the pacing personally, but it's easily one of the most notable games in history. I think it will be. Mm-hmm. And you it, like don't worry about it being maybe like too hard or anything. They have yeah. basically a tell me a story mode. I think that's what they call it. It's yeah, tell it's me a, a story. easiest easiest mode uh, <laughs> where tell me a story. Where I'm yeah. sure you can get a little more mashy with it, you know, if you wanted to, but it's myth- the combat is very methodical. And one thing I loved about uh, when in the in the documentary is is how he was happy with how easy the uh, the playtesters were picking up the controls and like, yeah, and getting to know it. So. It was really natural. Yeah, uh, I yeah. If you're not even a big gamer, you're just you know, I would definitely play this just for the story. It is monumental. And then yep. watch this documentary because it's yeah. Just really a lot of people good. take that uh, that parenthood theme, mm-hmm. um, but I posted on Twitter how it was very much a journey about grief to me. Like I was yeah. able to relate to to the themes of loss in it and that journey that Kratos and and his son have to go through and how they become stronger together because of it and things like that. So yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that. Watch yeah. it. I hope that uh, I hope Sony makes more of these documentaries, but I also hope yes. that um, you know, game the game industry makes more of these as well. We uh-huh. need more video game type documentaries in general. There was a couple that sprung up on Netflix a few years back. Yeah, like uh, indie and then game movie. We haven't movie. gotten anything like that. Yeah. yeah, I think it'd be really crazy to. I mean, I was actually just watching a video um, by someone I don't remember who, but earlier just about how crazy the game industry is in general and how stressful and just i don't know i even though it would put the video game industry in a bad light probably i would love to watch a documentary about all the crap that goes down in video game like because i mean like we heard about all the stuff that happened at ea and then riot it's like it's a thing it's a thing and this is all probably has been a thing for a while but now it's just getting revealed so i think if they were make a documentary about those sorts of things right i'd be pretty interested honestly but i would definitely watch like specifically on time crunch 
time crunch it would, for sure. It would put a negative light on these gaming. Like QA just... testers and developers, mm-hmm. like just oh my gosh, yeah. It's it would be bad for terrible. these companies, but it would not be bad for the industry. I don't think. I think in the yeah. long run, it would because everyone would know about it. There would be more issues. Unions would happen, and like I think it would end up being for the better of the. Of the I workers. think so. Yeah, like the video I was watching was talking about how. Uh, people who work in video games, especially like QA people, like they need a union or something because they'll just work overtime and overtime and not get paid for it because they need to get that game out when you whenever. Um, mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. It's really bad. <laughs> and obviously, not all game companies are like that, thankfully. But I think it'd be a good thing to reveal because the fans and and I guess we're all kind of guilty of this too because we all are huge fans of video games. But we, like, demand that video game companies deliver a certain thing and a certain image and certain features. And if it doesn't match that exactly, we're just going to be like, oh, this game's trash. And I've even noticed if that they couldn't, with... Even if they couldn't physically buy what they were doing already, like, do perform that or, or deliver that. And all of a sudden, they don't perform well in that game. They don't get much money back. And all of their hard work is just thrown in the trash. It's crazy to think about. I thought about this with... Uh... What's that? Anthem came out. And so we were kind of talking about, there was this article that was super misleading in the end, so it's fine, whatever. But it said, game-breaking bug. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And my thought was, well, you better fix this as soon as possible. And I think a lot of gamers would kind of, we have that mindset when a game is released broken, you better fix this. But that is putting so much pressure on these workers. Um, I think we're fine as gamers if we if a game gets delayed. I think most gamers are like, that's fine. We understand. We want you to make a good game. Uh, but as soon as the game is out and something happens, we're like, you need to fix this now. Yeah, and yeah. I learned something major from from watching that documentary. Um, you know, they were talking about how this game has to ship with zero critical bugs. So what what that tells me is a lot of times these developers know that their game is shipping with bugs, but they're the ones deciding what bugs are critical and what and which ones are not. So they already know that they're going to be able to patch a lot of these things out whenever they ship them. Yeah, the documentary actually kind of touched on that a little bit. Yeah, that's what I was saying. That's what yeah. that's what I learned. I learned to me okay. that statement right there. Kind of like I feel like tells a lot about the gaming industry that yeah. we don't really think about. I mean, mm-hmm. think of Sonic 06. I I mean, you're <laughs> going to talk about Sonic 06 later anyway. But yeah. the story with Sonic 06 <laughs> is what we were saying before. There was just yep. like a time crunch, and even though QA people and, and developers are saying, hey, there's huge issues with the game. The people up top just said, no, we can't. We just have to release it. There's no time anymore. So it wasn't even a matter of if they cared enough to fix everything. It's that mm-hmm. the higher-ups actually just didn't let them because they need to get a game out at that certain time. They switched yeah. They switched from uh, one engine to another. That's why it took so long to develop. That's why there are so okay. many issues with this because they were switching. At least, at least I believe, if I remember correctly, they actually were switching engines to something different, and it just right. made had so many problems, and they had no time to clean it up. So oh, wow. I didn't. Know, I I need to read into this game more after I've. There's some it history somewhere. with it, dude. Like it's yeah. I'll have to check it out. I've um, never. That would be a great documentary. That's what I mean, right? Just like things like that, <laughs> where Sonko Six is now the joke of the century in the video yeah, game yeah. world. But yeah, but it it comes from this space and this story of 
you know, these people who actually care about making this good game and just due to terrible circumstances because of things that are out of their control, mm-hmm. they can't. So, um, so it's crazy. We'll go, since you brought up Sonic 06, I guess I'll start with gaming, what I've yeah, been gaming. Sure. Yeah, go Might for well. it. <laughs> uh, I've been playing Sonic 06. I played about two hours of it. And it is so bad. Yeah. It's What's so laughably bad. Um, bad thing about it. Do you have a favorite, or is it all <laughs> just like I hate? Favorite this? bad thing. I. Because I remember you, when you originally <laughs> played this game, I thought you, you know, it seemed like you were excited to play something trashy and buggy. So. Yeah, I mean that was definitely the the point I had with it. I. Oh, it's it's just I'm trying to think because there's a lot of things <laughs> that I don't like about it. Well, of course. That <laughs> I'm like, this is not okay. Uh, like repetitive repetitive voice things where they just say the same thing over and over and over it's It's no use yeah it's no use i'm like i know it is no use no use not against that guy gosh (laughs) yeah that was an atrocity i was i was calling for you shelly i know did you did you get the thing where he pinned you up against a wall until you're in an infinite loop so I wasn't on a wall. Okay. But I would get where I would. Okay, so I understand that. So like you would get a coin fall on you. So yes. you would keep going. Yeah. That didn't oh, happen. Wow. I okay. would just. That's a that's a very common thing that happens apparently. That didn't happen to me, luckily. Thank goodness. He would just hit me, and then I would get hit again before I could even run away. Yeah. And I was like, I, give me a second, <laughs> and I'll so, go get some more coins. It's like so <laughs> gross. Man, that's so, crazy. I was so sad to miss it. My favorite thing, I think, my favorite reaction so far was. Uh, I love this concept. First of all, I think the idea of having Square Enix do these cutscenes, I wish that this could have happened with more games, and it probably will never happen because of Sonic 06. Mm. Like I imagine like a <laughs> yeah. Zelda game where Square Enix came in and did the animations, and then Zelda, you know, team did the level designs would be amazing. Um, but the the first scene is so gorgeous, and then you see Elise. And she's got these, like, clown lips. Like, it looks like clown makeup. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then she doesn't look like that for the rest of the game. She's got other issues for the rest of the game. But, like, I was like, oh, oh, what, what happened? She's, like, kissing hedgehogs. <laughs> yeah, I was like, are you okay? <laughs> I think that was probably the funniest thing to happen. Uh, I thought that I got locked in a, in a room once, which I guess can happen. just didn't happen to me. Uh, Tails dies all the time. I don't understand why Tails is with me <laughs> at all. Like, he just he dies more in this than he did in like the original Sonic game when you would just run away from him. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. There's a lot wrong with it. I didn't, I had no idea. <laughs> That's all you can say. I I had no idea, and that I'm happy that I did that though. I have never really looked into the game that much. I've known it's been bad, <laughs> and I'm like, it can't be that bad. Has always so you been came my thought. It fresh. Yeah, and that's been real fun. I knew that he Sonic's <laughs> gonna kiss her at some point, and that tension is really weird the whole time. I figured it would be just be weird when it happened, but it's weird the entire time. <laughs> wow. She wants to kiss him as soon as she meets him. What? Also. Nobody, I I think the kiss makes more sense because nobody registers that he's a hedgehog. <laughs> like, wow! It's like you're playing a different. I talked to somebody and they were literally as Sonic 
came up to someone and they were like, I heard the blue wind was here last night, but I don't believe it. And I was like, you're literally talking to him right now. Huh. Like, what do you mean that you think that he's not like I'm in front of you? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. So, whole... so are you going to keep playing it? Yes. Uh, and I'm playing it on Twitch at twitch.tv slash geeks under grace every Saturday. Uh, I will keep playing it until it breaks on me. Or until you finish it. Yeah, or I finish it. I I hope that I can finish it. I honestly don't know because some of the stuff is so bad uh, yeah, as far as the camera it's goes. like playing through multiple games, right? Because you could play through Sonics and then Shadows. Shadows oh, yeah, then you can play Silver. Silver. So it uh, depends on what you would consider being the game at that point. Is if you actually play through all three different stories or just one? I would say... I'll try maybe, to do all three. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, maybe not suffer through all of them if you, if you really don't want to. I... Let me see. I want to. I want to be able to say that I beat this game. Okay. I just... The game is... Cool. That's something that's really interesting is the level design. The games okay. would be really easy if they worked. So yeah. main story says 17 hours okay. to beat all the campaigns. I can do that. Yeah, actually, that, that's not a lot now that I think about it, but yeah, for a Sonic game, I expected, bad. like, maybe 8 to 10. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's that could take me well, a long time and two hours. And then if you complete shifts. everything, I don't know, this is what How Long to Beat says, but if you complete everything, it's 24 hours. I wonder if that counts the glitches. <laughs> <laughs> Get it's like, you're going to at least spend three hours oh, on you're wall, playing an Xbox, so... I was going to say, that'd be great if there was a platinum trophy for seeing every glitch in the game. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. It's been it's been wonderful. I'm it was real bad. I that's one issue though, is it's really funny to watch me react to these things at first. When I get like actually frustrated with it, I think that it's become a lot less of a spectacle to watch me freak out on this thing. Right. Because I'm just gonna get more and more quiet. I'm not gonna get louder. I'm just gonna get more and more this is so stupid. I don't yeah. I, I kinda did that towards the end. I was like, This is so dumb. I don't I hate this. <laughs> Whereas at first it was like, what is happening? <laughs> it's like uh, at some point you can't fake it. You can't fake the rage. Yeah. So, well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see what happens. You can. I'll definitely be there next week. I'm also playing um, a mobile game that I think is actually worth mentioning. And that is Gumballs and Dungeons. I've heard oh. of this. Yeah. Game Scoop has been talking about it. Uh, side tangent. I wanted to bring this up. I don't know where I was going to fit this in, but I mentioned Game Scoop so I can. There was yeah. an episode the other day, Game Scoop, and I can't remember who the co-host was, but they were like, Jesus is my favorite fictional character. And he was joking, but I was like, no, uh, I want to I wanna shout that out and like, <laughs> shame on you, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, if you have anyone who like actually doesn't think that Jesus is a real person, like Christian, well, Christian, they obviously believe Jesus is a real person, but if they're not a believer, but they think Jesus didn't historically exist, uh, I recommend a book called Bart, or called Did Jesus Exist from Bart D. Ehrman. Uh, who wrote it as an atheist. Huh. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he he's an atheist. He's an agnostic now. By the time he was like, I have a lot of atheist people that don't believe Jesus exists, and I didn't realize how ignorant people could be. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, I've heard of one as well called Case for Christ. I'm not... That's, that's yeah. the biggest popular one. Yeah, yeah okay. He I became a Christian, though... Yeah. Wow. Right. That's on his right. Pursuit. Yeah. That's that's the difference. Yeah. So then they adapted kind of it into a movie. It. Yeah, it's a movie now. Um, but yeah, if you don't believe Jesus exists, he was totally joking about something from a video game. But Jesus is not a fictional character. Learn your history. 
Forget about the religious part of it. Um, it's a dry anyway. book. It's got a lot of information. Anyways, what was it called? Gumballs and Dungeons. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Davis on Game Scoop was talking about it, and so I figured I would check it out. Um, he's one of the co-hosts there that I know by name. And um, it is cool, but it's definitely addictive. You go into these dungeons, and they are tile-based dungeons. Uh, they're called mazes, and you click on the different tiles. You basically want to open up all of the tiles, and you have to fight monsters. And at first, it seems really simple, uh, so much so that I figured I would get kind of bored with it. Uh, but it ends up kind of being strategic. You have attack, and you have HP, and you're trying to kind of like get through these. Um, and when you attack, you literally just tap on the monster. So I was like, this would be super simplistic. There's nothing to it. Um, but you're actually, there's strengths and weaknesses in far, as far as the magic goes, and you have magic. Um, and so the there's a story to it, and those are like 10 to 15 floors, and there's an endless mode. Um, and the endless mode, I think, is where this kind of shines, is trying to get as far down as possible. Uh, I spent like two hours the other day just going through, trying to get through the tiles. Uh, yeah, it's really cool. They totally rip off different companies though like not even a little ashamedly like there's rafiki just sitting in the dungeon wow. from lion king mm. and there's a predator and you steal his helmet uh, there's oh, a smurf cool. like just really obvious just and they even kind of address it in the beginning they're like if you have an issue with any of these properties being in here let us know we'll get rid of them like i think their intention was to give nods to these different things uh, because they're fans of them, but it's just like very just deliberate. Yeah. That's cool. Issues. I mean, it sounds like they haven't had any. What do you call it? Um, notices yet? It sounds like they haven't. Yeah. No, nobody's hit them up yet. My biggest issue with the game, and I shared this with you guys, was uh, I felt very uncomfortable with a joke that they threw in there, uh, and that is from one of the developers. Uh, and I can't remember word for word, but he's basically like. I haven't rested in four years because of my manager. Uh, this game is stupid. And he's like, but he'll never see this. Um, and it pops up all the time. Like, they, his manager definitely knows that that's there. Yeah, I was going to say, I could see if, it, I mean, you know, if they were trying to be funny and if it maybe popped up once or twice. But the fact that it pops up that much is kind of sad. Yeah, well, just the first time it happened, I was like, what is this like a cry for help? Like, is this real? Like, I don't know. Are you joking or not? Like, should I be playing this game? I don't want to, like, I want to support you as someone who worked really hard on it, but I don't want to, like, I don't I don't know. I felt really uncomfortable. And then, so the whole thing, you're kind of making a farm in your own. They call it the alchemy. Uh, and so you have, you're getting coins, and then you can either pick up the coins yourself or hire other gumballs, which are, like, jellies, I don't know, uh, to pick up the coins for you. Uh, and some of those will go on an adventure. Like, you give them different jobs. Um, and one of them says, uh, I've been working so hard that I haven't seen my family. Uh, and I was just like, I feel like this is another of that dude just being, you know, trying to be funny, but it, with the crunch time environment yeah, like that we're in. Yeah, like what we were in, just talking about, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I... It's like, it's, if you're trying to do it as a joke, you're kind of... Be having it's kind of injustice for those who are actually facing that situation. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. invalidating 
other developers who are actually facing that situation saying like, oh, haha, it's a joke. Like, this doesn't actually happen. But And maybe not to the extreme sense of what he's saying. Maybe. Um, but I, I do think it's a little invalidating. It's kind of harmful in that way. So I Yeah, I, it definitely made me feel uncomfortable with the game. So it was unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That was one thing that I hadn't heard mentioned in another podcast about. And I was like, this is real weird. Uh, but it's it's a fun little game. I don't know. It hasn't sunk my money in yet. Uh, that's been cool, too. What have you guys been playing? Go ahead, Shelly. Okay. I... <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think. I don't think I've played anything new. I've been playing more Digimon Cyber Sleuth because I've been trying to get through that game since I got it when I got my PS4 and just super didn't play it for a long time. So I've been kind of working my way at it a little bit more. And it's definitely a Digimon game, which is fine because <laughs> I, I like Digimon game. It's very, the characters and scenarios are pretty cheesy and, and things like that. I had a Tamagotchi that. of a Digimon. I ago. had something like that, but it wasn't actually. As far as a game. Yeah. It wasn't called so Tamagotchi. It, it was basically so, the same thing, though. Yeah, I, mean, I was yeah. going to say, so is it a Tamagotchi or a Digimon? Well, it was Digimon Because they're both branded. digital monsters. That's true. It was a Digimon. Well, I guess a, I guess the Tamagotchi is more like a pet. But... It was almost like the Digimon company, whoever owns them, would be Warner Bros. Like, like ripped off Tamagotchi. No, they're they're like, that hey, was a thing. I don't remember <laughs> which came first. Probably Tamagotchi, but that was a thing. I, no, I, Tamagotchi yeah. was that's a, that's I bet Tamagotchi. Happened. So, anyway. But the games aren't like, they're like kind of B-list games, aren't they? Digimon yeah, they're, they're not great, but I'm okay with it. Yeah. I mean, I the reason I play Digimon games is to... Digivolve into cool, get all the Digimon that I want essentially. Yeah. And Digivolve into all the different options. So I don't really care so much for the story or characters yeah. that much as I do, even though there's some there's some fun interactions with there, like your um character's boss, um, who's the detective. She's pretty cool. I like her a lot. Um But uh yeah, I usually spend my time like in the Digilab trying to digivolve and do what I can to digivolve or the digifarm, but it's so not does quite... have any type of breeding or fusing like Pokemon does or no, not, not. Okay. I mean, there's, there's something you can, I believe, <laughs> I don't know if sacrifice is the right word. I think it's called digi, <laughs> digi, digi load. I believe huh. you could take like five Digimon, um, and use like their data to make another Digimon stronger. I think okay. I I actually haven't done that yet. I haven't really done much into like the stats of everything. Um, but yeah, trying to digivolve into get Digimon I like and um that sort of thing. I don't know why that's satisfying to me, but I like that more than I I think it's just cuz it's like Pokemon except I I don't know, it's it's a little bit different. I feel like there's more personal connection with Digimon just cuz they actually can talk. They can like talk to you and things and you can digivolve them and you could make them go back and or the opposite dg devolution i don't remember what they officially call it but i don't know i evolution it's definitely like (laughs) you either like digimon games or you don't yeah (laughs) and i like them and it's super fine if people don't but they're not the best games they're really so i think cyber sleuth is like the first one i think they turned that into like a series of like two or three games yeah they have 
a second one and yeah now that you mentioned it maybe a third one but i haven't i mean i'm not even gonna look at trying to get those other ones until i finish this first game because i'm like i need to at yeah. least finish this first game but yeah i haven't really done too much more than that it gets a little monotonous at times so you can pick up basically you're working for this detective and you're becoming you're you know learning kind of to become a detective but a cyber sleuth detective so like you can go into the digital world and do stuff um in different online areas and you pick up basically your quests that you get they're all cases and so you can pick up cases and obviously the most interesting ones are the main cases the cases that align to the story but all the rest of them are very much not i mean they're like hey go to this place find an item like, go to a dungeon and search oh, for an item. Quests. It's really annoying, mm. and I don't like that. It's basically all of the other ones. It's like weird, dumb fetch quests, and I'm like, this is not fun for me. Oh. Plus, there's not oh. even really, like, an overarching story that I can see at this point. I mean, there kind of is. There, Okay, no. As of the last time I played, there definitely <laughs> is one, but it's, I don't know, maybe I just want to see more of it, because it's, like, not very evident yet. But hmm. that's, cool. that's what I've been playing. Besides, like, Smash cool. as per usual. <laughs> they could have a Digimon in Smash. What Digimon would it be? Oh. It'd have to be Agumon. It'd probably be... It would have to be Agumon. Is that he's, the T-Rex thing? Yeah, he's yes. the... It's, okay. That's, like, popular. one he's of like the, the only Digimon I can name off the top of my head, but that's, like, the Digimon equivalent of, like, Pikachu. So you'd have I to have I super prefer Gilmon over Agumon, personally, but Agumon's way more popular than Gilmon, so... What yeah. was the red... T-Rex thing. That was Guillemon. Yeah. I really like that one. Yeah, I love Guillemon. He's great. I loved that show. Yeah. Tamers yeah. was definitely the best season. I've been wanting to watch that show. I want to rewatch it. It's all over I Hulu, I think. For it. It's on Hulu? Okay. I drew a lot as a kid. If you remember, it scans his drawing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And, and so, like, yeah. as a kid, I loved that. I was like, what if my drawings came to life? Yeah. They did that with that third, se that third series or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The Digimon Tamers. I used to draw Pokemon and Digimon all the time when I was a kid. Like, my own original ideas. Oh, yeah. That's Could so you imagine good. if they would just come to life in a Tamagotchi? That's so wholesome. Legit. <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you still... What was I going to ask? Oh, the abridged of Digimon. Are you still watching that? How many episodes <laughs> is there? Uh, Well, here's the thing. I haven't caught up on the... I'm, I'm pretty behind on the actual um, non-abridged version of Digimon Adventure Try. Okay. So I feel like I need to watch all that before I finish the rest of the abridged. I'm caught up to the point where I've seen for the abridged, but not beyond that because I haven't seen the original. Okay. So, <laughs> yep. what about you, LJ? What have you been playing? Um, so I've been playing Shakedown Hawaii. Uh, that was that okay. game. That was that game. Whenever I accidentally left my mic on no, on Skype right. or something, and yeah. you guys were like, "What is that noise?" <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, that was a little behind the scenes moment that uh, <laughs> that did not make it into the podcast. But so basically, it is a um, it's a it's a parody on Grand Theft Auto. Mm -hmm. It's a sequel to well, not really a, a sequel per se, but it's a from the same developers who made this game called Retro City Rampage, which was like an eight bit grand theft auto uh, style thing but it was also like, like parodying... a top down classic yes grand like theft a top down auto. classic grand theft auto and so that first game parodied a lot of intellectual properties and mm. it was just so 
retrofied re- like references everywhere. Uh, this game is more uh, 16-bit. Looks more like a Super Nintendo game or Sega Genesis game. And so this one it targets uh, modern like capitalism and like modern like mark like marketing things, mm-hmm. uh, such as like there's a com- there's a, m- a couple missions that are like a commentary on like superfoods and and then there's one that's on like uh, how people pay like five dollars for a coffee these days and all this stuff and yeah. Uh, so it, the reason why it's called Shakedown Hawaii is that you're a CEO of this company that's tanking. He finds out that his company's going bankrupt while he's sitting in his chair in his living room. And so the whole point is you're this character that's trying to get his business back. So he sees all these companies doing these things and he's like, why don't we try to do that? Uh, and let's do this thing, you know? Um, so he sees all these modern things such as like premium plans, subscriptions, and just all these crazy marketing schemes that are around today. Yeah, totally. And so it's even got a heavily inspired like GTA 5 kind of gameplay style to where you play as him, uh, the CEO, and uh, uh, then you play as his son, who's this like punk rock kid, and you go and do missions as, as the son. And then you also have this guy who they call the consultant, and he goes... And destroys these, uh, you go and destroy these cartels as him to do, like, uh, like, non-local, like, imports of, like, foods and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's just h- hilarious. And so, yeah, it's, like, all on marketing. And, uh, so what it does is even, like, GTA Five is the camera will pan out into, like, mm-hmm. the larger map and move to the next character, just like GTA Five does. Uh, okay. so it's super, super cool. Super yeah, it's very on the nose as far as marketing terms. Uh, what's that? Oh, I forgot. I forgot what the name of that. Like, you know, I was just talking about superfoods, but I was I was trying to think of the name. Um, you know that rice stuff? What's it called? Like quinoa. 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 Yeah, yeah. Quinoa. Love quinoa. So there's like a whole <laughs> thing about like, oh, this quinoa stuff is is amazing. You know, we need to get it. We we need to get some. We need to grow our own stuff. So let's get a farm. <laughs> and have it imported and then so you do the mission and you go destroy this cartel and then so after that's done uh was good just for yeah so after that's done he you go back to one of your executives and and they're like hey yeah we got quinoa we got it now we can put it in our stores and uh the guy the executive goes you know i tried to tell you before you went and did this but people have already found found out how to locally you know grow it you know and then so there's a whole set of missions that's on keeping everything 100% local. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, so just this That's commentary good. is is amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of like cool. what you were saying to Digimon, though. I'm still kind of unsure where the story's going. It's yeah. very slow-paced. Like, there's cer- some progress, but I'm kind of ready to be done with it. Uh, but it's fun, good fun. There's no, like, blood or violence or anything. It's very, like, silly. You're still going around and doing mischievous things like you would in a grand theft auto game but it's yeah it's a little more friendlier i'd say okay cool so yeah would you say like rated t for teen friendly or Mm. still pretty mature i i want to say what's it rated first you know i I don't know see see it's an indie game uh let me see if i can find it on the esrb app um but the whole point is you're shaking people like you're basically shaking people down like you're running this corrupt business 
Um, you okay. literally shake. You literally shake down like stores and stuff to get money, and you literally destroy like. One of the missions is that you're destroying uh, delivery trucks because of online shopping, and you're trying to, <laughs> you're trying to make more money <laughs> on actual like stores. Let me see. If here. you were writing the review. What I am writing your... the review. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, then I won't spoil it. I was like, what would you put as a content guide? But people um, can just read that on their own then. Yeah, so that's that's what I'm trying to get at is... Uh, let me see here. Check down Hawaii. It's rated Teen 14. Okay. Uh, so this is for drug references, mild language, and violence. Okay, cool. So it is kind of a... Yes. Like, it's yeah. still a mature game, but it's not like a Grand Theft Auto mature game. Yes. You're yeah. not gonna be walking so into a strip club, right? That yeah, it's still kind of, of crude in a Grand Theft Auto way, mm-hmm. but it's not as violent and as as extreme. Jack Two is the best Grand Theft Auto game. That's a fun <laughs> fact for you. It didn't do as well as Grand Theft Auto Five, but uh, it's it beats it. Just trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was cool. a long-winded explanation of Shakedown Hawaii, but yeah, it's it's crazy. You playing anything else? Um, other than that, I have been. I'm trying to get through the campaign of Star Wars Battlefront Two for Backlog Golf uh, because I am participating in Backlog Golf as well. Cool. Um, so yeah, that's about it. What's going on in gaming news? Okay, gaming news. Uh, first one is more recent: Oddworld Soulstorm. Uh, that game just got a trailer, and so that okay. is a remake of the second game, Oddworld: Abe's Exodus. And so this has been floating around for years. Nice. Oddworld came out on PlayStation, uh, the original PlayStation. Um, Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got you. (laughs) Yeah. So they remade the first one, and then now they're doing this one. Um, I think one of them even came to Xbox. Uh, Munch's Odyssey uh, was almost an Xbox launch title. Um, So that one's coming back for people who are nostalgic for that franchise and then uh monster hunter iceborne just got a bunch of details and so this is that expansion for monster hunter world it is going to cost 50 dollars. wow which is kind of crazy uh the game the base game itself right now is only 20 bucks (laughs) wow the dlc is more than the game yeah significantly uh, it came out i think last year it's over a year old now and so it's only about 20 bucks, but apparently there's enough content in this expansion that it's almost like a whole nother game. Okay. Think think like um, like Horizon Zero Dawn, like that Frozen Wilds thing. They didn't feel uh, like a whole nother game. It didn't? Oh, okay. So, I mean, it kind of, they mark, they're marketing <laughs> it as like another, as like a whole nother right, thing. Right, like uh, Destiny. Yes, yeah, almost like Destiny. promised yeah. their Forsaken King would be completely different and a whole nother game and it was just more of the same game it was yeah. a lot of content though I can't um, it's not. yeah so monster hunter world um monster hunter iceborne is is it got new biomes obviously by the title it's like snow stuff and mm-hmm. new creatures and monsters and and all that um but yeah i think it's due out this fall uh for pc players i think it's due out winter so that could be even next year because that pc port initially took like a whole year to come out anyway uh, $50. Dollars. I mean, it has to be a whole nother. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a game is 60 bucks. So, if I'm getting half a game for $10 yeah. less, like, yeah. I'm not happy. 
So mm-hmm. you bring up uh, what was it, Forsaken uh, for Destiny, Destiny Two, I think, or was it Taken? It's Destiny One. Okay, yeah. So, but so Taken, so uh, Forsaken. I mean, for Destiny Two, they not only did they charge like the. Oh, initial... I might have it mixed up. I think Taken King was actually. No, Taken King was the first one, the first Destiny. Um, That's what I meant was. Yeah, so that was like a whole other forty dollars. But so this latest expansion for Destiny Two was called Forsaken. Yeah. And not only did they charge you like thirty, forty dollars for that new expansion, but they also charged another thirty on top of that for an annual pass for the oh expansion. My gosh. So wow. my thing was, mean. yeah, my thing for Destiny was I just bought this on PC to play with our you know our stream team and i bought it on ps4 to play with my friends and my brother yeah i'm not gonna fork over a whole nother 70 dollars to play to keep playing your game mm-hmm. so for monster hunter i don't know how pe- i don't know how people feel about that price tag yet um, i mean i know that monster hunter is done really well like a lot of people yes. like the game yeah it's a great it is a great game uh from from what i've played I, i've i've kind of wanted to get back into it Mm-hmm. Um, but they have a free-to-play, like, Monster Hunter, not clone, but it's a Monster Hunter-like game coming out on PS4 and Xbox, like, next week. So I'm like, that might just scratch that itch. If this expansion is big enough, then maybe it'll be worth the people who enjoy that game. Yeah. It's more like, of something that people enjoyed. But... Yeah, like, I don't doubt that it's... It is going to be worth that price. I, I'm pretty sure it will be. It's I'm just knowing... It'll be a whole game. Yeah. <laughs> So who knows? Um, but yeah, and that goes back to that marketing, all that marketing stuff we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so final piece of gaming news is Square Enix reconfirms that Final Fantasy VII remake will be episodic. Mm-hmm. Nice. We also didn't talk okay about with. the trailer last time. Huh? I don't think it can come out yet at all. Oh, yeah. So the state of the initial trailer came out during that state of play video that was mm-hmm. like 12 minutes. Yeah. And uh, amongst other things, uh, but this was easily the biggest thing. And so totally. there's a lot of news and questions floating around about that. And uh, they didn't say how many episodes or how many parts to this thing that there are going to be. Um, but it's just one of those things that they were kind of telling people uh, in a press release, hey, this is still episodic still happening too because this is the yes. first thing yeah. we've heard from the this remakes time. yeah in a long time the animation already looks different than the original mm-hmm. trailer they showed yes. how many years ago like four years ago yeah yeah i would assume that the trailer they made previously was like in the final fantasy 15 engine i think it was well yeah. it's a whole different uh, it was a whole different developer uh cyber connect 2 was the original developers and they're the ones who do a lot of like the bandai namco games like a lot of the like naruto games and stuff oh. okay uh so they eventually decided uh it got it was announced in i think 2017 that they were going in-house uh for development and so the last time we saw uh footage was 2015 yeah oh. if you could have any game remade like this is being remade what would it be final fantasy 8 no, just okay no no but for real though like i've been going back and forth with a lot of people on this um because like i didn't have that nostalgia for final fantasy 7 like a lot of people do mm-hmm. yeah I, mean, I am excited for this game because i did not get to experience this story and the game already looked i'm not gonna say it played like it was ancient but by the by the time I had already played things like Ocarina of Time and a lot of these other games I grew up with. 
I played this much later and I mm -hmm. just couldn't get through it. Just the the chibi looking like blocky characters and stuff like that. Like visually, this game did not age well, and I know there's people that are gonna give me flack for saying that. Uh, so yeah. I don't care. Um, eight Final Fantasy eight like. They're not even making ports of Final Fantasy VIII anymore because rumors are that the code, the source code for that one is lost. So wow. I would love for them to do a new Final Fantasy VIII and just kind of I reinvent Ground up that, like that game. What about you, Shelly? Yeah. Um, well, first I was going to sort of like a little bit what LJ was saying is that I'm glad this is coming out because I, you know, never grew up with Final Fantasy VII or really any of the Final Fantasy games because I grew up with Nintendo. I, I grew up with Nintendo and I only now have a PS4. Um, so I'm thankful that I'll get to, cause I already know like a lot of stuff that happens plot wise in the original fan. Mm -hmm. Cause I mean, it's such an old game, but being able to actually experience it, um, in a new way, I don't know. Like, I, I think it will yeah. get it. Like, it's going to be exciting. So I'm not a fan of turn-based RPGs. So I'm kind of like, I'm excited for that part of it. Cause I like Final Fantasy 15. I like that play style. Yeah. Uh, so I'll be able to experience this cause I, I would have got burned out at some point. Yeah, and this looks more action heavy. Um, I've been kind of giving a lot of some of the people in our in our Slack channel, some of the gaming team, because I don't play as much RPGs anymore, and so I I kind of jokingly be like, yeah, I'm not gonna play a boring like eighty to hundred hour game that doesn't have combat. That's fun. Like that's not fun. Right. And so uh, these the JRPGs and just RPGs in general with more action based combat are. Are what I like. It's they're more entertaining, and they're gonna keep me awake pushing buttons, and instead of putting me to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, totally. As for what game I would remake, it's a good question. Um, I'm not totally sure. My mind leaps to Legend of Zelda, but I mean they already remade Ocarina of Time. They already and they're remaking Link's Awakening. Yeah, they're like yeah. already already they're doing that. I don't need to ask yeah. for that. <laughs> um. And, and they've remade Pokemon games. I, I was just going to say, <laughs> yeah, Pokemon games, they've remade a million and a half times. Yeah. They're still doing that. So I I don't know. When as you brought up Zelda, I would love Link to the Past to be made in a 3D, like completely remake it. So the story is the only thing it has in common, and then make it in a 3D Legend of Zelda style um, art. Are you right. still going to get the cool. one that they are releasing? Yeah. Okay. The Link's Awakening. I yeah. Cool. yeah. I think what you're saying, though, is you want it to be like a modern 3D Zelda game and not just like yeah. a redesign. Did I say Link's Awakening? Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Link to the past. You did. Okay. No, I made that mistake. Yeah. They already but... have a Link to the Past one. Right? Yeah. Kind of. Kind it's of. It's a sequel. Yeah. It's a oh, weird Link sequel. Between Worlds. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, I, I know what you're I saying. I want like want... an Ocarina of Time style yeah. Link yes. to the Past game. I yes. think that would be a lot of fun. Gotcha. Or a Chrono Trigger. I love, I think that would be really fun mm. to put into like a weird 3D. That would be completely ground up again. Oh, um, they could sell shade the heck out of that and make it look like Dragon Ball Z or something. Yeah, it'd be like, a lot just, of fun. I would love for them to update that game and do it. Though, like if they just gave me a sequel with like the engine that they used for uh, unreal engine i guess for uh octopath i would be down with that, that would be good too yeah i would love that hmm. but anyways i'll let, let you get into the poll list lj we are this will be a long podcast today yeah. i feel like the gaming portion and before was definitely our longest segment though i mean <laughs> to just today yeah. specifically look at the rest of our news mm -hmm. yeah um 
So real quick, the poll list is a Plague Tale Innocence. That is a good looking. Yeah, the new game, game that's coming looks out. Really good. Awesome. Yeah, and then uh, Rage Two is also coming out. Uh, I took a few strokes on Backlog Golf for that one because I'm a huge fan of of that company. Huge it's fan of Rage. Yeah, they made a Doom and Quake, and so mm-hmm. Rage Two comes out, and it's op- it's an open world post apocalyptic thing. The com- the people who made Mad the Mad Max game helped with this one, so I'm excited for it. Okay. And then uh, the, the, another couple games that make me go, "What year is it?" Uh, yeah. is uh, a new a new Bubsy game. Why? Bubsy falls That's on so fire. Weird. Why? <laughs> it's like an auto runner kind of thing too. So unnecessary. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, Castlevania Anniversary Collection is another one which I'm also like with an id software game a Bubsy game and a Castlevania game I'm like what year is it it's weird wow so yeah that's the poll list cool yeah alright I guess I'll just add so have you guys been watching any movies this week I watch Endgame again (laughs) yeah just for the heck of it yeah well not just I mean I was with some friends who hadn't seen it yet so Okay, I would like to watch it again. Yeah. Uh, we're, we said we were going to talk about this week. We're going to wait another week. Yeah, we're going to wait a week. Yes. Not, yeah, because I'm maybe joking. We're just going to keep putting it off until it's no longer relevant. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. It's historical. We want to do it justice. Yeah. Yes. And just... it's already been a long podcast anyway, so. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, I don't think I've watched LJ, you saw. Else. Yeah, what'd you watch, LJ? Detective Pikachu. I watched a lot of stuff. Yes, I did watch De- Detective Pikachu. I'm not going to talk spoilers, obviously. Okay. But honestly, it's got to be one of my favorite movies of the year. That's really good to hear. And, and people have been asking me, oh, not Endgame? And see, like, I Endgame is a great movie for different reasons. It's not necessarily right. like a great movie as a movie. That's it very true, It is like actually. a great Marvel movie, though. Mm-hmm. Um, it is it's more of the culmination. Yeah, it's not really like... It's one of those things where, to me, Endgame is basically Infinity War Part 2, which mm-hmm. is what they were originally going to call it anyway. Right, that's um, fair. So, to not talk about Endgame anymore, uh, Detective Pikachu is kind of the opposite of that. It feels like what could be the beginning of a Pokemon cinematic universe if they really wanted to make it that way. Yeah. And this is actually in your notes, Shelley, uh, and I took it out just because we had so much, so many other things, um, but they said that there is a lot of ideas um, for spinoffs that they could go off of. I think the writer said that. Hmm. Um, so yeah. That's cool. I'm glad that that holds up within the movie. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so I, I really hope that they do do more with it because if they just do like Detective Pikachu sequels, which apparently they are going to do one. Uh, that makes sense. So, and yeah, uh, I won't I won't go any, any more into that, but I think they really need to do a regular Pokemon movie. Um, but mm-hmm. my thing is that I don't know how a movie with creatures fighting each other mm-hmm. would really last without some backlash, probably. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, the games themselves had you know issues with dog yeah. fighting and stuff. Yeah, so uh, I I really want to see more of that. Uh, they kind of set the world up a little bit, uh, but there's just so much about that movie to love. And Pokemon is, like, as much as Marvel was a huge part of my childhood, Pokemon was a major part as well. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like watching Iron Man or even the Avengers movie for the first time and going, wow, this is actually happening. That's cool. Yeah, I'm so excited to see it. I hope to see it this weekend. 
I mean, that's all I have to say about it without spoiling it. I just loved it so much. Um, that that Mr. Mime scene was literally one of the best scenes in the whole movie. And uh, they show that in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler. But yeah, that just yeah. goes to all kinds of crazy weird levels that you don't expect it to. Um, so, yeah, that's about it. Oh, and speaking of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I watched... Well, uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, you saw. Yeah. Yes, I, I watched... Uh, yeah, so I watched the first chapter of the of the re, the remake. Speaking also of remakes, um, I like that movie a lot. It feels very Stranger Things like, which is also hilarious because that's where Mike from Stranger Things came from. Was uh, people they loved him in in this movie, mm-hmm. and so uh, but I, it's not as scary as the trailers make it seem to be. It is very classic horror style where, like, mm-hmm. even a part of it is kind of silly to a degree. It's still freaky, but it's not, like, this stuff that's going to really give you nightmares. I mean, it's I think that's the idea. not the scariest movie of the year, like, yeah, I think it, it was claiming to be or something. I don't know. I don't like scary movies, and I really enjoyed it because it wasn't yeah. overly, like, horrific. It seems like they were going yeah. for something else, probably. I haven't seen it, but that's yeah. what, kind of what it sounds like, what you're saying. Yeah, and my thing is I can't stand movies that use gore as the scare factor kind of mm-hmm. thing as well. And so, like, if you've read the books and you've seen the original movie, like, this movie does have blood in it, but it's like a silly, like, Ridiculous kind of... amount of blood, dude. You go, what, yes. is, what is this? Yeah, so... It's, like, goofy. It's, yeah, and it's weird to say that because it's like, oh, it's, oh my gosh, it's blood, but it's very silly. Um, Over the top. The, yes, the acting I feel like was the best part of that movie. Yeah, I I loved like a lot of the main characters in that movie. They just did so well at playing their characters. We should say, uh, being the podcast that it is, very rated R movie. Yes, yes, it is very rated R, and and it's one of those things where I feel like you people shouldn't kind of expect that going in, considering it's a Stephen King thing, and yeah. it's kind of has a name for itself. And so, yeah, it, it was a good movie, but we're going into more news on that franchise in a little bit. Yeah. Well, actually, we can do it right now. I didn't see any movies. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Great yeah. segue. Okay, cool. So, if you haven't seen it yet, It Chapter 2 has a trailer that came out this yeah. week. And so, the trailer coming out was the major reason I watched the movie, because I'm thinking I don't want to watch this trailer without seeing the first knowing one. what happened. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, it definitely looks like something you're really gonna have to see the first movie to understand anything in the second in the second chapter because um, yes, the, all the I mean I don't think it's considered a spoiler because this is based off books, but which has also been turned into a movie. In I the guess first so. Place. That's I yeah mm-hmm. basically I mean all the kids are older. So this is chapter yes. two. The kids are older. The things are happening again and bringing them back together. So it's got some big actors in it too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, like James McAvoy. I was just gonna I say, think, yeah, he's he's in that. Um, some other ones too. You can watch the trailer and find out for yourself. How about that? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it looks. Yeah. I mean, it looks trailer good again. Freaky. I did not see the first movie, but obviously LJ did. Um, but it looks good. Yeah. It's like a cool. Thing. If you like Stranger Things, uh, it's a little bit darker than Stranger Things. Yes. Uh, but definitely has that feel. Yeah. 
man, and I love Stranger Things, but I really hate scary movies. So, uh, hmm. I f- see it's hard for me to say, but I feel like you might be able to handle it. Maybe. Yeah. Don't watch like, I don't want. I don't want to assume that and tell you to go watch. I've seen it. the freaking dancing scene so many times in memes that I feel like I can at least handle that part. <laughs> okay. And I would probably laugh. Yeah. But I don't know yeah, about like, the rest of it. There wasn't any point where I was. There's points where I'm uncomfortable, but not like scared. Yeah, I guess that's yes, true. Yes, yes, it's a very uncomfortable movie, not a scary movie. He's a goofy looking clown. Yeah, he's. Oh gosh, yeah. even that actor just oh, <laughs> so good, so good. Yeah. Well. Anyway, so speaking of actors, haha. Next, uh, <laughs> sorry, these segues are golden. So, just some <laughs> actors that are being considered for the next Suicide Squad movie. So Benicio del Toro yeah. is reportedly being looked at to be a villain of some sort, Ooh. and this is all very sort of up in the air, not confirmed. But will he just be the collector from? Dude, Guardians? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Suicide Squad's basically DC's version of Guardians of the Galaxy, except they're all not. Yeah, it already much. kind of was that first movie, yeah. and now having James Gunn on. I was gonna say, yeah, it's just like. Yeah. James Gunn, like, I need Benicio Del Toro. Like, I need him in my movie. He's just hiring a bunch of Marvel actors. Yeah. yeah. See, that's what's crazy, too, is to me, that feels like a conflict of interest almost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it wasn't until they hired him back on. Like, at first yeah. it was like, I'll take my business elsewhere. That's <laughs> I'm basically going to go make DC's version of the same movie. Yeah. yeah. He's just got both of them. Great for him. Yep. Uh, and so, yeah, Benicio Del Toro, as well as Michael Rooker, um, for King Shark. Yeah. So we <laughs> That's know... hilarious, because Michael Rooker is Yondu. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, He's and then Drax is going to be in it. Batista is supposed to be in it at some point. Um, yeah. He signed on. That's kind of old news now. Oh, that's right. But still, it's it's good to consider. Um, yeah, he might play, like, Bane or wow. something. Yeah, I guess I didn't, yeah. Ooh. people but i don't know maybe they'll amazing maybe it'll actually be a good movie me. with all these marvel people working on it yeah i wonder what chris pratt will play yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i mean he that's could literally confirmed. play he could literally play rick flag probably that's a good oh, thing he would to... actually oh, that's a sad <laughs> he'd actually do really well yeah <laughs> yeah he would <laughs> and then just get zoe saldana for enchantress and you're good gosh Boom. okay yeah i mean because there's gonna be not a lot I mean, there's going to be plenty of people not returning. I mean, we already know Will Smith yeah. is not returning. Someone else right. is playing Deadshot. We already know a couple other actors slash characters are not returning. So they definitely Most likely want to... Jared Leto will not return. He said he'd return for to, as a Joker for a DC film. Mm. Um, just, just, but just he has a history with James Gunn. Pennywise, and you're good. <laughs> uh, for real. Uh, <laughs> that'd be something. Uh, he, Him and... James Gunn don't get along, so we probably won't see him. Dang. Yeah. Oh, well. Didn't really see him much in the first one either, though, right? That's true. So He could be in it just, like, not, and no one would care or notice. Maybe I don't know what's happening with that universe anymore. I don't either, honestly. DC has gone in strange, going in strange directions, but whatever. We have tried as a podcast to keep tabs on that universe so hard it just doesn't work <laughs> and i think even pa- even at pax we learned that was when we learned that it's not even uh, gonna be a, a connected universe anymore but it is I talking but about it isn't PAX. yeah it it's is but so it isn't. weird they're just they don't know what it's they're just doing. a phase mom 
That's kind of what they've got different Jokers. They've got different Batman. Shazam was heavily connected to to the DC universe as a whole. None of it makes sense. You're right. I'm confused. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Maybe it's like that meme with the from was that from Always Sunny in Philadelphia where he's like trying to put together all the. Oh yeah, yeah. I got you. I love that one. Um. Anyway, I can't think of the best segue into this new one besides, I don't know. Speaking of movies. Speaking of movies. (laughs) No, I got it. James Gunn. Uh, James Gunn, Guardians of the Galaxy, Space, Star Wars. Okay. I'm talking about Star Wars. That was a little stretch, but it's okay. I'm glad you you tried. You took a while to get there when you could have just went for a straight shot into Marvel and Disney. It's true. (laughs) Speaking of Marvel. Speaking of Marvel, Disney. Speaking of not Marvel, but Disney. Speaking of not really Disney, but Star Wars. We're getting more movies. (laughs) You know how we said, you know how we said that after this ninth episode that there'd be kind of a hiatus? Well, Apparently their hiatus looks that would like be? just a couple <laughs> they years. Lied. They really did lie to us because um, we're getting another trilogy, which is yeah. Like if they weren't milking, I mean the the whole series before. I mean, what is this? Honestly, this is they're blue milking it yeah, every three years. Oh jeez, <laughs> I just kind of and it's not even that. because they have all those shows coming for Disney Plus. I know. Why can't they just do that? Like, I I think that's fine. It's cool spinoff stuff. And as far as we know, there's two different routes that these trilogies can, trilogies can go in. Um, there's the Game of Thrones people could be doing yeah. something with it, or Johnson, I believe. Yes. Yeah. So, but either way, I think they're all gonna be connected. They're not gonna just be like spinoff, spinoff, spinoff. As far as I'm aware, um, which upsets me. I want a the Game lot. of Thrones people to do Knights of the Old Republic. Which I think that's supposed to... That's the, There's a rumor that they are supposed to be working on that. Hmm. That would be good. I thought that, that was for Disney Plus, though. I think that... I don't remember. I don't know. I, I didn't think it change. Who knows? Again, it's... you know. I hope it changes, because so if they just do a continuation off of freaking episode 9, like that would not work. I don't think it would work. Right. It, the whole thing with these trilogies is that they are so generationally separated i think is the right wording because you had the original trilogy mm-hmm. and that was for a specific generation and then you had the prequels and that was a yes. little bit closer to i would say my generation that's why we all love prequel memes it was, it was cheesy cheesy and it was weird yeah. but it was I mean, it, there was yeah. a significant amount of time after the original trilogy that that trilogy was in, was placed and then there was a significant amount of time between the prequels and this new trilogy but three yeah. years is not enough for a new trilogy if it's going to be connected, like right. into yeah. this series. And like, of course, they're gonna have something. Con- <sighs> yeah, we we had a Star Wars week a couple years ago on on the website, and so what you just described right there, I literally wrote an article about how there's like a legacy <laughs> factor about Star Wars. Yeah, is you know my parents showed me the originals, mm-hmm. and then you know they got to take us. You know, they got to take us to see the prequels and enjoy yeah. that together. Right. And then and then now they have this new trilogy, which, you know, I would introduce to, like, my little cousins, cousins and my nephew. But now it's like there's going to be this other trilogy and there's all these shows and there's so much more now. It's just a lot. It's yeah. it's a lot. I don't think I could take that much because it's... I really appreciated... Like, I really yeah. appreciated Rogue One. I really liked Rogue, Rogue One. Rogue was good. Because it was so different. But yeah. 
I'm just worried. Like, and again, the Disney Plus shows, those are going to be pretty different too. But mm-hmm. these trilogies are probably just going to be a lot of the same stuff, and I'm not excited for that. Right. Womp womp. I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah. Uh, what are your guys' opinions? You should tweet at us and let us know because I'm upset. Maybe Use you're the not. Hashtag GUGcast. <laughs> is Star Wars oversaturated? I think what's funny too is here's here's a little tidbit. Um, it's almost like a fun fact of sorts. So, uh, in the band I'm playing in, at, I'm in wind ensemble. I play baritone saxophone. If you didn't know. We're actually playing Star Wars for our concert. That's actually this week. So I'm really excited Ooh. for that. But we've read the the notes. So all the you know composers will usually put some sort of notes or information about their piece um, in their... Yeah, they like include that with the so- music, the script and everything. Not script. What, the, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can't... Sheet. Yeah. Yeah. The sheets and things. Um, yeah. But... My band directors read the notes for the Star Wars medley a couple times. And it's so funny because it's clear they did not expect Star Wars to get big. John Williams <laughs> wrote the music the same year it came out. And wow. they emphasized the fact that it's a spoof. It's a space fandy spoof that's supposed to be ridiculous and, and weird and mystical, but not take itself seriously. And I just feel like after like hearing that and, and reading that, it's not that anymore. It's so different. Right. It's grown to this Iconic. entire thing. Exactly. It's yep. like they had this vision of what it was going to look like and it's changed so much. It's it's just interesting to think about. Mm-hmm. So Definitely. Yeah. That's just that's a little cool. tidbit. That's not, I mean, somewhat related, I guess. Just the fact that yeah. I'm yeah. not excited for a trilogy because they're even going to stray further away from that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whatever. So, has anyone watched any shows? Because I sure as heck haven't, besides CS The Dress, which I always watch constantly. I've watched... Well, go ahead, LJ. Do you have anything? Yeah, I watched Sherlock. Oh. Yeah. Because of that news we discussed a couple weeks ago about uh, them doing a Dracula show. Because of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. Wow. Yes. because Yeah, because of that episode <laughs> a few weeks ago. It's cool. And I really like it. It's great i i hadn't seen enough of it to know that it was like a modern take on it mm-hmm. so the modern uh, stuff kind of surprised me whenever i turned it on i'm like oh this is a modern setting i like this even more mm-hmm. uh because my most f- the most familiar i am with the sherlock character and all the you know all the background to it is uh, those guy Ritchie movies with robert downey jr and um there's a series of games and i played one of them on ps4 that was really good um, so the modern take was really cool, and uh, I I like that style. the The weird season setup is crazy because it's like what, like an hour and a half, I think it was, or something for each episode. Mm-hmm. And in a weird way, it feels very digestible. Like I can watch like thirty minutes of it and pause it, go back to it later, and watch like another chunk of it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. and it's like they're all connected, but it feels like I'm still kind of watching them in 30 minute chunks in a weird way Uh, because like most of the time I usually watch you know TV while I'm eating lunch or just like you know catching a few short minutes of it or or something I don't always watch I don't always binge watch stuff Um, I'm still on the first season 
I really like Watson's character about how like you know he had, had his background like in the army and stuff and how he carried that cane in the first episode and then Sherlock's like you know it's just a head thing you know it's just <laughs> it's it's backwards she's got it all backwards and then he literally leaves that the cane behind in one scene and they give it back to him but you never see it again okay so yeah I lo- I, lo- I like that kind of backstory of, of Watson and Martin Freeman, which I knew from the Hobbit movies. Mm-hmm. So right. I thought that was cool. So yeah, awesome. that's what I've been watching. I mentioned Westworld uh, that I've been watching that. I finished it. I don't know if I finished it last time we talked. Uh, so it's good, but it's super confusing. Uh, and I'm, I get it so far. I understand what's going on so far, but I'm worried that they're going to get to a point where they're going to be like, kind of like lost where you don't actually know what's happening anymore and that'll be kind of a bummer so i hope that's not the direction they're going because the first one was like you didn't know what was going on try not to spoil anything mm-hmm. uh and then everything came together and it was like whoa whereas um this one is using the same uh system and but just magnified and i hope that they don't just continue to magnify that and be like well, we'll just do this even more and even more because then it's going to get super muddy. So but. I don't know if it was on Twitter or something, but it kind of relates uh, to, to, to our whole HBO discussion here is uh, somebody uh, in regards to Game of Thrones lately, somebody mm-hmm. said that uh, I bring this up because you mentioned Lost and somebody uh, mentioned on Twitter, like maybe the final seasons of Lost wasn't actually that bad. Oh, damn. <laughs> 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 i just i mean i haven't seen lost but just knowing the the flack that that like final season that those last moments of lost got <laughs> i just yeah. had to mention that <laughs> well that's what I, next thing i was gonna say uh i'm a heathen so i watch game of thrones uh both of these shows <laughs> rated r by the way like very mature not rated yeah. r but rated m for mature yeah totally TDMA. people know by now yeah <laughs> and wow this last what? episode, so for those listening, this is the second to last episode uh, of the show. Maybe things will change next week, huh. but it is everyone's mad. Yeah, it, as far as yeah. I'm aware. <laughs> everyone's really upset about it. I'm just thinking someone listens to this podcast in like four and it's years not, for some reason. And it's not just the Starbucks cup. That, that was... Yeah. yeah I that. <laughs> Although yes, there yeah. is a mess up. So... Really? Um... <laughs> Again? Kind of spoilery for <laughs> those who like for like middle of the show. Oh man. Oh, I don't I don't know if I should say it. It's been it's okay. a while. No, I'm not gonna say because people might try to catch up once the show is over. Um right. there is something that happened to a character that uh is no longer there in one of the scenes and everyone's calling it out because it it goes to show the coffee cup was funny. Yeah. Everyone was like, <laughs> this is great. So out of place. Yeah. yeah, this shows you've got two in this season, and maybe there's been more, and we just haven't noticed because uh, we haven't cared. But this sh- it shows just how rushed this whole season has been so far, mm-hmm. uh, which is really a shame. I mean, it's only six episodes, and it's been a very rushed six episodes. Uh, and the biggest issue with this last episode, without giving a lot of spoilers away, is that the whole show, the reason that people watch it, yeah. uh, and some people argue with me. I don't, this is why I watched it, was the character development for uh, these characters has been very deep. You don't, George R.R. Martin, he's always been about, um, 
he doesn't like the idea of good and evil. He says everyone uh, is no not a good person or a bad person. They're a little bit of both. And that's been that was like his quest in making these books. Mm-hmm. Um, but you get to see this character development, and we've invested a lot of time in these characters, uh, and they've had really crazy development. Bad guys have become good guys, and good guys yeah. have become bad guys, and like everything yeah. in between. And this last episode took a lot of different characters' character development um, and kind of threw it out the window. Wow. And so you feel like you've watched years of development just be completely... It would be like if Avatar The Last Airbender, Zuko in the end, just like took Azula's place and went crazy. Huh. And you yeah, would be I like, can see that. You would be real mad. You'd be like, what happened yeah. to Zuko? Like, he was doing so good. Um, so the whole... I don't know. And I think a lot of it, like, this, this stuff would be more okay if there had been more episodes to kind of lead into the but characters. But it's all just very sudden, as if it's maybe for the, again, oh my gosh, they just did that factor, maybe, do you think? Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's an article, I can't remember who did it, they say uh, they went for spectacle over character development, over character. Yeah. And I think that kind of hits it on the nose. They were like, we just want to make it a shocking scene instead of um, caring about these characters, which is just weird because it's the last season. And yeah, it's, it this, sounds this like the last second to last episode. Like, what are they going to do for this last episode to resolve yeah. that? And it hasn't just been; it's not just this episode. Like uh, everything with the Night King. Um, oh, yeah. So that that was a huge battle um, yeah. two episodes ago. Yeah, I heard that was actually like one of the best parts of the season so far. Yeah, I, it's historical. Like it was one of the biggest battles. It is the biggest battle scene uh, in cinema history. Um, wow, I didn't. But know that. like, yeah, it's really cool. Um, but that whole situation, like, that should have probably been the ultimate thing, and now oh, you've I got see. like yeah. three other episodes where that is just no longer matters. But we've been watching that build up. Huh. for years and so it's just like all right now we're moving on you're like what do you mean we're moving on like you can't just spend an episode on this yeah yeah uh and so yeah i don't know there's it, it feels very rushed the scenes seem rushed what's happening seems rushed um the production i mean the cgi looks great the the, the dragons look amazing although this is john snow has a dog and he doesn't say goodbye to the dog oh and it the dog didn't was make like any the, whole, sense. the best part of like Game of Thrones when I watched the one season. Yeah, he's he's a dire wolf. <laughs> yeah, gonna get mad at me. Uh, but the reason <laughs> that he didn't say goodbye to him is because they didn't have enough CGI uh, budget to like let him pet him. What? Because they had these big battle scenes. But That's I was terrible. like, Are you serious? Take your time. Give me a few more. You episodes. might as you might as well just uh, put the dog out of its misery or something. Like <gasps> oh, that's no. messed up. He doesn't, it's not that kind of goodbye. It's a literal goodbye. Well, yeah, but it's just like, well, if but you're going to But as fast as the show is going, we don't know if we're going to see like that That's almost like just again. killing the dog, like, without killing it. Yeah. There's, yeah, a lot of a lot of things <laughs> don't make sense. Maybe stuff will get fixed in the next season, uh, or next episode. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but it seems like a lot of really random, weird goodbyes. They had all these intricate stories, and you thought they were all going to culminate, culminate into one big finale. Um, and they're kind of like rushing to cut off loose ends. So it sounds like in the midst of washing their hands of it, they're just dragging it through the mud. Oof. Yeah. 
So how long is the finale going to be? Is it going to be the, the like the regular episode length, or is it going to be longer? So it is not the longest episode in the season, uh, but these last since the third episode, they've all been about an hour and a half. Okay. Like an I mean, it's still minutes, it's still very long episode. So okay, that's fine. Yeah. I have no I have no doubts that it's it's been a great show, but I'm just so happy to like not hear about it anymore after <laughs> it's over. Yeah, that'll be kind of <laughs> nice. Like, actually, Twitter's <laughs> been watching it for me. Like I've literally I know <laughs> things that happen across this whole season, and I've never even seen. I haven't watched the show since like the first season. Yeah. Well, and I I always want to say this because it's a Geeks and Drake's podcast. Like the nudity yeah. is very heavy and very sexualized in the first few seasons right uh but it, it's no longer like about that which is really good um I, and they've I always had a deep story a with that and so it's kind right. of it's that stuff's there but it's not like it used to be um hmm. i know that there's definitely like a stigma for it but i think that i was trying to figure out i've noticed that a lot more christians are okay with the show now than they used to be and i was like why is that and it's like well the nudity is a little less prevalent than it used to be. It was oh. heavily sexualized, especially that first season. Oh, yeah. But it is there. I want people to know, you know, be aware of that, especially if you're going to be like, oh, the season's over. I can, because I know people who, they won't watch the show until it's done. Oh, yeah. So they can right. binge watch the whole thing. Um, so be, just be aware of that, that there's a, there's a lot of it. But right. Great story. Great character development, or at least there was. <laughs> <laughs> Now I don't. I know I don't know what to think. We'll we'll talk about it next week. Um, HBO. Yeah, that's all or I watched. HBO. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll talk about HBO. Another show that I'll probably watch <laughs> is Watchmen, which, if you see the movie or if you read the comics, is a very dark DC property. Yes. Like they have a character who's literally <clears throat> just a naked blue guy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the teaser came out. Yeah, the trailer came out and it looks it doesn't look very superpower-ish. It but it looks really good. I don't think Watchmen has necessarily ever really been yeah, about Watchmen's that really kind not. kind of in like a Marvel such a way. Um, yeah. So What's my the thing is name? Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, Dr. Manhattan. I mean, he's got he's pretty mystical looking. Yeah. I mean, they they do have, you know, there are, you know, things about that, but it's just Watchmen's been a different style. Like the only thing I'm familiar with is the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's why watching that teaser trailer, I n- understood nothing about it because yeah. all, because I only Rorschach know stuff was about the, the good movie. guy. Well, yeah, Rorschach is a good guy. But in this, he's part of the yeah. Rorschach does not look like a good guy. Rorschach looks like a bunch of bad people. Yeah. So I, I mean, obviously that has something to do with the comics, and uh, I don't yeah. know if it. See, that's one of those things. It's like I wish I knew more about to really talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think it's great that it's being adapted uh, and it does look cool. Um, but I think uh, the comics themselves are also very mature, and I think this show yeah, is, and it's, is going to stick with that. It's my sister's been recommending reading Watchmen to me because she read it oh. um, back at college, I think, and she actually okay. really liked it. She doesn't really read um, graphic novels or comics very often at all. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, well. and she's an English, she was an English major. So I'm like, oh, well, if you liked it, that's probably very significant. I mean, so, um, yeah, I heard it's really good, but it definitely is darker than. Okay. So apparently the Rorschach people are tied into the, into the way the comic ended. Okay. Yeah. 
shout out to Discord for giving us that info. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's awesome. But yeah, maybe uh, maybe IGN will do some kind of like explanation video or something to like catch people up and kind of connect it. Like, I don't know if the show is going to take place after the comic. Um, because what I've seen as far as headline goes is that it kind of teases a post-Dr. Manhattan world, which is, I'm assuming, what something that happened in the comic. So Dr. Manhattan okay. may not even be in the show. But that's as, that's as much as I know. Good, because I don't need them showing <laughs> naked blue dude. Naked blue, naked blue. Yeah. All I don't think place. anybody wants that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not here. Uh, speaking of superhero TV shows, we've been back and forth on news for a Deadpool show. It was like pitched with Donald Glover and then it was, wasn't, uh, and now it is a thing. And so Donald Glover is no longer attached to it as far as the news. He might still be and we just don't have confirmation yet. Uh, but Rob Layfeld, who is the guy who made Deadpool, uh, says that, I hope I have that right. I think he made Deadpool. <laughs> Uh, someone might want to fact check me on that, but the show is underway and it will be coming sooner than we think, which is awesome. Hmm. It, they don't say when, but I would bet that we have uh, a trailer by the end of the year and then probably a show by next year. Yeah. I wonder if this has anything to do with that big push that Disney has, has done recently with Fox and things like that and how things are finally like kind of starting to get off the ground a little bit and, and in limbo. Hmm. Oh, here's the, Here's a tweet from Rob Layfeld. I know a Deadpool cartoon is coming sooner than later. I live in Southern California, so I know things given the proximity to Hollywood. I have no idea if it's any good or which version of Deadpool it portrays. Oh. Uh, Hmm. But I'm excited. I think they've... Deadpool does really well in the Spider-Man cartoons that are like PG. Yeah. Uh, So you give it more of like a family guy rating. Um I think Deadpool can really thrive in that kind of environment. So Layfield is the creator of Deadpool, the, okay, cool. the comic. Yep. I thought so. Yeah. Just um, wanted to double check. <laughs> yeah. But it also proves that he doesn't need to be rated R. Uh, right. Which I think a lot of people will argue against right now. And so I think this cartoon would kind of like show mm-hmm. that it doesn't have to be to be funny. He may have even been present in like an episode of like Ultimate Spider-Man or something. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah. He was in Spider-Man, like PG okay yeah yeah you're right yeah i can't remember which spider-man it was but he goes um <laughs> i remember the scene that he's in spider-man's like you murder people and he was like shh we don't use that word this is a kid's show <laughs> i unlife people that's awesome <laughs> yeah i mean he's been in video games and he uh, aside from his own he's been in other video games and stuff where he's still a funny character without having to be rated r yeah it's almost too bad that he started off rated R because now you're going to have people that if Disney were to make PG-13 Deadpool, they would say, <laughs> oh, you Disney-fied this show, this movie. Yeah. Um, so it's got, it has to be rated R now, I feel like. But um, I think the cartoon, at least, we can see that at least that it can thrive that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'd be good. And super funny. He's great in like, he's in a lot of different things. Yeah. Wolverine yeah. versus Hulk he's into, I think. Yeah. He, he does some silly fourth wall breaking stuff in like Marvel versus Capcom 3. I think one of his ultimate moves, he even grabs like a life, one of the life bars from up top and hits the opponent with it. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's so, good. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Well, 
Are you guys geeking out about anything else this week? No, I think that's it. I'm all geeked out for now, except uh, John Wick comes out this Friday, and I'm going to watch uh, John Wick 3. So I'm going to watch the first two movies like Wednesday and Thursday before I go see it Friday. He's such a big fan. I've never seen the show. I've seen the movie. Yes. There's a video game coming out now, too. Called oh, yeah. John I heard Wick that there is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for that, too. Cool. How about you, Shelly? I got more manga this week. I got the latest edition of the Twilight Princess manga, as well as uh, chapter six of One Punch Man, because I, I just very slowly am collecting One Punch Man. Um, but I read through I read through them both, but that's why I princess one. Like, it's so good. I really, really I like it. I forget those manga exist. It's so I good. see them at Books a Million all the time, and I want to check them out, but I'm like, manga is just such a deep hole. But it maybe is. the Zelda ones, there's not as many volumes. There's really not. Right, it's, it's limited. It's limited. I feel like it'll probably... I mean, I don't know. The fifth one's coming out in July. I don't know how many more there's going to be in the future, but I have... I mean, like, I have Phantom Hourglass, and that is just one single book. Yeah, that's, oh, that's a nice cool. thing, too. Yeah, I've like... never actually played that game, so that might be fun to check out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they give you a bit better depth. But that's another thing, too, is, like, you're never going to have, like, this endless, oh, I don't want to get this manga because I don't want to buy 100 volumes. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm telling myself Ocarina that if is there too... is going to be one manga, I will do that. It's One Punch Man. That's why I'm very slowly collecting it. Um, trying to stop mm-hmm. myself from doing anything more than that, but I'm totally okay buying Legend Zelda ones because I know kind of the story of that already, and I just want to see right. it in a different light. Contained. Exactly, it's very contained. So, but I really and, and they go through the story quick. I mean, I forgot. It's been a while since I read the one that I got before this one, but they went mm. through like just so much because they don't have any of the really long, annoying dungeon crawling or like traveling yeah, say, like they just cut all that dungeon. out it's all mainline story stuff <laughs> and mm-hmm. you basically it's like oh he's in a dungeon oh he's finding the boss oh they got the thing like it's all very quick but it's still dramatic and um they just they made it very exciting to read and so if if you're really a Twilight princess and you don't feel like playing the game like me that's basically what it was for me it's like i, I have the game <laughs> right. but i don't feel like playing it again um I'll yeah. just read this instead and it satisfies me. So that's that. Cool. Well, we'll end the show there then. Yeah. Shelly, where can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter at the Shellshock24, and you can find me playing Grim Fandango on the Geeks Under Grace Twitch channel Tuesday nights from 5 to 7. Pacific Standard Time. And LJ. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WarHeroLJ. Uh, you can find me streaming on the Twitch channel. Uh, Geeks Under Grace uh, Twitch channel and uh, I will be starting Forgotten Sands that's uh, in the next in the Prince of Persia timeline and uh, not this week but next week so that's what I'll be doing cool you can find me on Twitter at Cody Armor you can find me on Saturdays at twitch.tv slash Geeks Under Grace hey. 5 o'clock Pacific Standard Time playing a terrible terrible game <laughs> suffering you'll watch him suffer <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it's bad uh, that's biblical we all gotta suffer together <laughs> i started the show with like we are all broken people much like this game uh I'm trying to follow a perfect god there you go this game this game doesn't have hope but we do even more so. broken than a bethesda game yeah <laughs> all right love you guys keep gaming keep praying and god bless
Get down. 